Oregon romance novelist who published an essay titled How to Murder Your Husband was arrested yesterday for the alleged murder of her husband. But... What? I just told you a piece of news that ended with a murder. And you love the irony so much, you applaud it. Anyway, let's see if a punchline works now. But her lawyer is more concerned about her other essay, How to Poison Your Lawyer. <laughs> That's pretty good. That is funny. Yeah. Uh, some people pointing out that uh, Taco Bell winning best Mexican restaurant was uh, from this Harris survey of best brands of the year. So it's got to do with brands. I could see that. Uh, yeah. yeah. They monitor over 3,000 brands to see the category best category performers. Like best burger restaurant brand was Five Guys Burgers and Fries. There's a long list of these. Best hardware and home store, Home Depot. It's pretty much the biggest of everything. Or most well-known, it looks like. So, there you go. Best I factual... wish we had a branding expert on staff could help us with branding. Best factual entertainment. What you kind brand of... Brand all the staff. Start stoking the fire. Different sort of branding. Sorry, what were you trying what to say? Kind, what kind of a category is best factual entertainment? That's what we do. I think that'd be us, but it was the History Channel. Bull-ass. Best factually entertaining. Too many Nazis. <laughs> best coffee maker, Keurig coffee makers. Yeah, it's like the be- It's like the most number one of everything. Best mobile payment, PayPal. <laughs> wow, great. I've, I've heard of it. I'll have to look into it. Um, so this reminds me, because I saw best uh, insurance something or other. <laughs> the best virtual personal assistant was a tie between the only two that you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, is this an attempt to get people to pay money to show up to get an award? One of those things does sound like it's that, like a, it? a who's who in high school students. I remember getting that pitch. Yeah, I said to my mom, "Mom, mom, look at this! <laughs> look at what your son has accomplished!" <laughs> and she slapped me. You and you idiot. said I would never amount to anything. <laughs> <laughs> You've amounted to an idiot. <laughs> my kid, my mom is kind and compassionate. <laughs> That's. Hilarious. Um, we got this text as people are uh, admitting to yelling at, punching, or throwing inanimate objects. Um, I'm not going to lay judgment on this. Perhaps Joe will. Hubby busted his hand in two places four weeks ago, punching the refrigerator in anger. She actually sent along a picture of her husband's hand in a cast. Oh, boy. He also threw our recliner off the porch and lit it on fire. Whew. Because he didn't in like that order. Because he didn't like the dog laying in it. Uh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait. A we minute. were young. They have a recliner on their front porch. All right. We were young married. No, 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 no. We were young marrieds with a newborn, and I objected to the boxer being on our only recliner. My husband settled the problem by throwing the recliner into the yard and setting it on fire. Sounds like Papa's got a bit of an anger issue. Yeah, I see. I wasn't going to have judgment. Oh, by the way, we got this text. Speaking of having porches, you know, uh, uh, furniture on your porch yes. and being a hick, I got this text. If your about, home is mobile, but your car isn't, you may be a redneck. So I got this text about how pretentious I am for not eating Taco Bell or playing lottery tickets. I want you. I, <laughs> if it weren't for the fact that I hate people, I'd have you come to my home. <laughs> And see my pretentious, pretentious house with the last four years Christmas trees out in the backyard. <laughs> For instance, that's not a joke. Oh, <laughs> Replanted or just horizontal? 
They're still attached to the stands. They're dead, Sean. <laughs> laying out Wait by the... Laying out by the... Did you just buy a new stand every year? What the hell? <laughs> Four of them? Laying out by the goat pen. Why did you unscrew the stand? Next to, I think, an old dryer. <laughs> so, yeah. Pretentious Jack. Oh, yeah. Mr. <laughs> Fancy. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, I had another thing I was going to hit you with. Oh, I saw this ad for insurance last night that caught my attention. It's the guy with the low voice who was the president on the first year of 24. Right. That'd be your Allstate guy. Allstate. Yeah. And they were trying to pitch it to me. And if you're a super careful, safe driver, I can see how this would be thing. But they're trying to pitch it to me as a, a positive that they're going to monitor the way you drive and give you brakes for braking slowly and not speeding and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And it's not, I took it just as a punishment for anybody who wants to drive normally, as far as I would consider it. Yeah. But there I see, and here's the advantage. So, wow, that's going to be a completely different world if my insurance is significantly more expensive if I accelerate rapidly or brake hard or drive a little over the speed limit or right that's that's going to be something well the extra meek will get a few bucks off now i understand what if you merge onto a superhighway at 45 miles per hour that's extra safe mm, yeah those people make me so angry you're doing the most dangerous thing anybody out is out here and you think you're being safe in your safe import practical car right. getting on the interstate at 45 miles an hour. Thanks for that. But anyway, um, I, I understand it. You're always pointing out their private business and they're in the, I understand their motivation. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna get a claim from this person that breaks slowly and accelerates slowly. They're actually gonna track that and doesn't speed. Right. So we're gonna charge more for people like me who don't do it. But I just, it seems so intrusive. Yeah, but it's common. It's good. It's just it. They would have done it before the technology didn't exist. Now that the technology exists, they'll start doing it. It's an interesting business model. We'll knock fifteen percent off our prices for people who will cost us twenty three percent less, and you know, on average, in claims, they just want the meek, which is uh, you know, it's one way to go. And are all parents going to uh, you know download the data from their kid's car and and now or in the near future? See how fast they drove, if they're braking fast or accelerating fast? Mm-hmm. I suppose. That I don't mind. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. But once again, it's just more intrusion, less, I don't know. There's there's just, I, I have this feeling that you're never anywhere where somebody's not, like, monitoring you or watching you. Oh, yeah, I know. And it's no. weird. It's weird. I have this feeling sometimes where I feel like I want to, you know, blow my nose or scratch myself or something. I think, is Set that, fire is, to a recliner. Is there cameras around here? There almost always are. Right. Um, it's just, it's going to make us crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Well, a surveilled society is an obedient society. Even with the stuff that I get, like the insurance thing or the parents look at the car, I can't go out in my dad's truck and see how fast it will go, and then that's all gone. So there's never a time when somebody's not watching you and monitoring you, whether it's the government or the insurance company or your boss or or your parents. Or Google. Right. Yeah, between the tech giants, private companies with a financial interest, and the government, yeah. Well, yeah, we're moving into a new phase of human existence. Won't that make us weird? A brave new world, to coin a phrase. And yes, it'll make us and, weird. And won't the people who succeed in that world be very strange people that, that always yes. always do the right, you know, the within the very narrow narrow boundaries, the right quote right thing for everything? 
Everything all the time, because you're always on camera. Everything you ever say is recorded. Mm-hmm. All your actions are on camera. You're driving. Everything you do driving. Every All your finances, all your web searches, everything is available. Yeah. Perhaps the meek will inherit the earth. Yeah. At least temporarily till the not meek come around and whoop their ass. Well, some very bland people, I'll tell you that. Right. It will reward obedience and meekness. Yeah. And, and But again, that that is a temporary situation. Speaking of the free market, the free market for who owns what land will step in. And the land of the meek will soon be under the heel of the brutal. Says all of human history. Mm. Not looking forward to that. When's that going to happen? The heel of the brutal is my new shoe company. (laughs) Very manly designs. Even the pumps for the gals are manly. So we like Jeff Fowler. He's a good uh, tech writer for the Washington Post. He's going to tell us about the new Apple products they unveiled uh, just right over there yesterday. (laughs) The pumps for the girls, the six-inch heels, the bones of a raccoon. That's right. Hmm. Joe's brutal heel of the... I don't even remember. (laughs) You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience Of of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, it's the Armstrong and Getty Show. Welcome. Hope you're good. Much more to cram in this hour, but first, conversation with Jeff Fowler, technology columnist based in San Francisco, who had the honor of being at the actual Apple unveiling yesterday. Hello, Jeff. How are you, sir? I am good. Hello. Uh, So, uh, listen, we were watching it, but not listening to it. And so there was a shiny, watchy-looking object there. There appeared to be a a large iPhone and and other things. Uh, What's your headline? There were three three large uh, iPhones. I think my headline is that this is, uh, Apple is bringing us to the era of excess in smartphones. They came out yesterday with three new phones, which I would call big bigger and the biggest you have ever seen or put in your hand. Wow. Is that, is that thing even manageable at all, that really big one? Is that is it even conceivable I'm going to carry that in the back pocket of my jeans? Uh, depends how skinny your jeans are. We can talk about that later. Tight. I wear them tight. I leave nothing yeah. to the imagination. Oh, my. Whoa. Yeah, well, then that's going to leave some unsightly bulges uh, for sure. Uh, but it's 6.5 inches in terms of if you measure on the diagonal. And to, to kind of give you a sense, I brought some visual aids with me to the event I brought uh, that were all smaller than this phone. So a, a double white Snickers bar is smaller. Uh, a Subway sandwich is smaller. Uh, wow. Um, and a stiletto heel, a six-inch heel, is also smaller than, um, than the new Which iPhone. Which I wear with so, my skinny jeans. Well, it's uh, good Lord help us, uh, it's a little tablet, isn't it? Yeah, you know, we used to call those things phablets, which is yeah. a terrible word that I promise not to use again. But yeah, yeah, this is the new, the new iPad Mini. You're the first person I've ever seen, and you mentioned this in your article. Is that mentioning the what colors they are? We're going to immediately cover it up with a case. I, I've never understood that conversation. What the hell difference does it make? Yeah. Indeed, and of course, it's all made of glass, which is prone to break. So we're in kind of a weird moment in our relationship with these devices. Look. Everybody has a smartphone, and a lot of people are addicted to it, and it does a lot of good in our lives, but it also does some bad. And 
Apple seems to be talking out of both sides of its mouth. It says, oh, we're going to focus on digital health and getting you to spend, you know, less time with your phone and focus on measuring your screen time. And then it gives you the, you know, the jumbo XL deluxe mega version of the new iPhone. So you spend even more time looking at it. So my my first takeaway watching the presentation yesterday, uh, particularly we saw the part with the with the watch, mm. you know, toting that they're uh, talking about the benefits of the it can tell if you fell down or if your heart stops yeah. beating. Yeah. I thought there's a bunch of really old men on stage talking mm-hmm. about a product that helps with things that only really matter to 70 year olds. I thought, is well, this an aging true. company? Well, it, it definitely is that. But actually, my take is that the bigger news in terms of technology in our lives yesterday was actually this Apple Watch. Look, it's been around for a couple of years now, and I think it might be finally finding its purpose. Uh, and in particular, because they figured out how to put more of these kinds of sensors into it so it's more connected to our body. The one that's new now is it can be basically an EKG, which can read all kinds of stuff about your heart beyond just your heart rate, and then make a PDF that... Uh, that they send you can send to your doctor and you can talk about whether you're having some issues. So God, again, that seems like for the older crowd, the younger crowd. I into love it, fitness. but I'm a middle-aged man. Yeah, yeah, the younger crowd's into fitness, so maybe they get into it for that angle. I don't know. You can learn a lot about your body by by uh, in, in addition to being an athlete by following your heart. So I think there's there's a lot more to, to go. You can there. learn a lot about my body just by looking at me because of my tight pants. <laughs> mm. Don't, don't, Jeff, you're better off not even saying. So, uh, so the Apple Watch, uh, other than the health stuff, which actually sounds cool to me, a middle-aged guy, is it more useful now? So what they've done is they've made the, the sort of uh, part of the screen that has information on it bigger. It's also slightly wider and taller than it was before, which you can get a lot more stuff on that screen now. And that means that that... So they have these things called complications, which are like the little tiny app icons you see. Now they can fit up to eight on that screen, which is a lot of information that could potentially be flying at you. Now, we haven't had a chance to test it in the real world yet. I don't know if all those complications just make things complicated, but at the very least, it's telling you a lot more so that you don't have to necessarily pick up your phone as much. Yeah, I, well, huh, that's interesting because I think it was your article that was talking about the, uh, the, the the biggest phone is now more expensive than than one of their uh, their laptop computers. Yeah, and yeah. For a lot of people, they do all their computing on their phone. I do almost everything, like ninety nine percent of the stuff I do on a computer, I do on my phone. And okay. uh, and and so they're they're making the phones to fit that lifestyle more. And there are more companies that the the easiest way to use the company is the app that's on the phone. It's better than their desktop 100%. version. Yeah, you just need a keyboard for your phone now. Yeah, yeah. The, the typing thing is the only thing that is kind of cumbersome. If you have to fill out forms and stuff, that's kind of a pain in the ass. Jeff Fowler is on the line. He's a tech columnist based in San Francisco. Hey, the, uh, the one piece I saw that was a little critical of yesterday, although everybody's so anxious to be bitchy, it's, it's the age of bitching, um, was that Apple had threatened to unveil, uh, was it, what do they call it, the air mat? A charging mat, a wireless charging thing mm. you lay all your devices I would on. like it, that. And it that didn't happen. Clearly give you brain cancer, but it sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Yeah, there were a couple things that we were expecting yesterday that didn't happen. Uh, at the top of that list is this charging mat that they actually first showed off last year. So it's been an entire year that they said this air power thing was going to come out. And the idea being you just put your, your you know, new model iPhone and, and AirPods and, um, and other stuff on it and it just charges without you having to plug stuff in. That, that technology exists from other companies right now. You can buy these little charging mats. But uh, as someone who's tested many of them, they suck. Mm-hmm. And you have to put them in exactly the right spot. 
so it doesn't really um, doesn't and, work well. And the potential BC back. I mentioned earlier, you don't want that uh, allegedly. Well, <laughs> different set of issues there, but yeah, that the, part is probably can't, okay. Can't be, put your head there. Yeah, can't 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 be good for us. You don't sleep on it. Um, so how might is, burn your house down? That's what I worry about. Heat. How is the augmented reality demo? Does that seem like something that's still years away before it's really good, or is it? Are we there? I think it's years away. I mean, actually, a lot of people in the audience thought that the augmented reality part was sort of the jokiest of the, okay. of the demonstration. So they had a bunch of dudes uh, on stage playing a game with each other. And they were there kind of like, you know, moving around like they were boxing, except they were staring down at their screens, which just seemed really sad. Wow. I missed that part. That I, sounds sad. It, it, it's unfortunate that anybody, including me, would uh, would would get into people's looks. But you do have a couple of people on stage that came out that really look like the Apple model of the the skinny person in the shirt. And then one guy looks like he wandered over from Radio Shack. It's not his fault, but just seemed just to, just you don't have to comment on that. Just it seemed to, <laughs> just seemed interesting to me. Well, well, they 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 want to dress as though they can still put their iPhones in their pockets. Oh, I'm sure I that was, so. uh, yeah, that guy's not going to borrow your pants anytime <laughs> soon. Jeff Fowler, uh, yeah. tech reporter based in San Francisco. Uh, he uh, writes for the Washington Post. Yeah, and, that's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, just terrific. Jeff, it's it's always great to talk. Thanks for lending us a couple of minutes. You bet. His right, was my favorite article I read about the Apple stuff yesterday. Yeah, he's great. Um, yeah, and that thing how more people, probably not as much as me, but more people are moving toward doing a lot of their computing on their phone, and Apple's realizing that. And that's why they're making the phones bigger. And so many companies that have it, it's true, I know this because I do it sometimes, their app is better at accessing their company than their website is. Yep. Yeah. And that happens with a lot of stuff. Well, the the famous line about Steve Jobs is that he knew what we wanted before we knew we wanted it. And the, the, the super big phone, the $1,400 iPhone, it, it strikes me as kind of an exploratory mission. Let's find out if people want this. Mm-hmm. Let's see if people are, will give up their their laptop for a tablet that will fit kind of in their pocket. Uh, you know, you might as well try it. I hear fourteen hundred dollars, and you know, I'm I'm doing okay in life. Please don't worry about me. Um, I hear fourteen hundred dollars. I think that's insane. But you know, if there's a market for it, there's a market for it. I'm amazed at how quickly I forget how much I pay for these things. Like with my smashed screen, if I were remembered on a regular basis, you paid eight hundred dollars for this. Yeah, I would treat it a lot more carefully. Oh yeah, that I do. That's, these things are expensive. Yeah, it's hard to imagine living without it. So, made me a grown up. I said that when the first one came out, and I bought it. I remembered what I was supposed to do and where I was supposed to be. <laughs> right, and I've got the contact information for my kid's teacher, my doctors, my every. I can call them, email, everything I want to do. Right. And I have it with me all the time. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, U.S. Bishop has just resigned, handed in his resignation oh, really? at the Vatican. FDA cracking down on vaping and your government in action, the House of Representatives' latest legislative feat. The FBI and the whole vaping thing bothers me. We'll talk about it in a minute. Okay. Vaping. You a vapor? No, because I'm not a douche. But (laughs) I believe in our rights. I believe in liberty. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I need to hire a, a minder, like a person that monitors me after 7 p.m. and follows me around and slaps food out of my hands. Is there benefits? Wow. 
You're like uh, <laughs> some sort of rogue football player where the ownership has to hire them minders yeah, if so was, they don't go to the strip club. <laughs> honestly, if I was going to hire a personal trainer, the best thing that I could do for a personal trainer would be to follow me around after 7 and don't let me eat. Personal food slapper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you getting a bowl of kids' cereal for? Slap that out of my hand. <laughs> What are you eating? What are you doing? Eating Captain Crunch at nine o'clock at night? Right. Uh, let's get the news now, Marsha Phillips. Well, Pope Francis has just accepted the resignation of a U.S. bishop today and authorized an investigation into allegations he sexually harassed adults, adding awkward drama to an audience with U.S. church leaders over the abuse and cover-up scandal roiling the Catholic Church. There is a big crisis coming up, and I've been tap dancing around it a little bit because I'm just a beautiful tap dancer, but, um, and that is the gay thing in the Catholic Church, because this is huge. You know, sexual harassment is distinct from that, but there are a hell of a lot of gay priests and bishops and all who have active sex lives and the rest of it, and old Francis... Uh, he's uh, he's much more welcoming uh, to uh, gay folks, to the church, etc. And I'm not going to comment on that. It's up to y'all Catholics. But um, there's some fear that, therefore, he is also going to be too charitable toward the priests sexing each other up and their parishioners and all. And right. So I mean, I don't I don't want to distract from number one child rape, number two sexual exploitation through power, like the McCarrick perv we were talking about earlier, but. It is a, a crisis a coming. The resignation of West Virginia Bishop Michael Bransfield was announced just as the U.S. delegation was sitting down with Francis in his private study at the Vatican today. Bishop Bransfield had been investigated for an alleged groping incident in 2007 and was implicated in court testimony in 2012 in an infamous Philadelphia priestly sex abuse case. He denied everything the diocese said. He had disproved the claims. He continued with his ministry until he offered to retire as required when he turned 75 last week. No other details. He is 75. How many years was he doing that? Yeah. Yep. You know, the, 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 the kid touchers or kid rapers in a lot of cases, most uh, professionals don't believe that's something that goes away. I mean, that's not, it's not something you, you know, come to your senses and get over it or something mm-hmm. like that. You're either that way or you're not. Yeah. And so, and the, I don't know if the Catholic Church just didn't know that, or they believed it could be fixed with Jesus or what, or just didn't care. They just wanted to protect their cool gig. R- right. Could be a combination of those things. So and it just, one, one delusion feeding another. I mean, you really want to protect the institution. Right. And so you convince yourself, yeah, with prayer and the counseling, yeah, we can cure these guys. Yeah, I'll bet we can. Hmm. Well, Cynthia Nixon is out and about this morning. The Democrat challenging Governor Andrew Cuomo in New York, blasting Cuomo for apparently ducking the media on this, the primary election day. He's kind of been in hiding. Well, I think he has to, a lot to answer for between the opening of the Mario Cuomo Bridge, endangering people. I think his really offensive flyer that is being closer and closer traced back to him. Governor Cuomo didn't bother to put out a public schedule about his voting plans until less than an hour before he was due at his Mount Kisco polling place. 
Nick's insufficient voting appearance notification. Well, it's because it's it's because he's um you know he's getting blasted for this. The media would be screaming questions at him, so he won't even appear where somebody could ask him a question (laughs) on voting day. Mm. He's a he's a guy that's part of a family political machine, corrupt machine, hanging on to the last second. He will win today. Um, uh, somebody said that if he'd lost, it would be the biggest mistake in polling the history of all polling. That's how oh, yeah. certain it is. I had heard after that. 2016? Huh? That was a pretty big yeah. polling yeah, mistake. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah. It seems like recency bias. Ah! Careful. <laughs> Cuomo That's almost a violation of a Trump-free Thursday. Cuomo yes. will win today, and he'll hang on, and, uh, and then that's that. And he will have managed to continue the family empire a little longer. The politics is so freaking disgusting. Maybe the whorish one from Sex in the City will run against him next time <laughs> and you, beat him. Don't give up. Or the cute girl next door one. What was her name? Maybe he had oh, her. She was so cute. I, mean, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> 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 All right. You... you uh, <laughs> U.S. health officials are considering a ban on flavored vaping products amid what the FDA is calling an epidemic of teenage e-cigarette use. You can't ban a perfectly legal product because kids might like it. It's just not the way a free society works. The agency pointing to recent reports showing a sharp rise in underage vaping and ordered manufacturers to reverse the trend or potentially have flavored products banned. You know, look, I sympathize. You don't want kids doing things that's, uh, stuff that's unhealthy for them. But if you're going to do that, you must immediately ban flavored sugar water, which has bloated our fat little veal calf kids into unhealthy beings. And there's no reason for its existence. Right. There's absolutely no reason. It's not like uh, you can uh, you can and you should make the argument that vaping is frequently a way, a transition away from smoking. Because it does. It helps a lot of people. Right. There is no defense of sugar water. It's not like, it. you know, I, I got a whiskey habit, and then I'm going to drink <laughs> Coke for a while, and sooner or later I'm dry. No, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> anyway, while e-cigarettes are considered less dangerous than regular cigarettes, health officials are warning that the nicotine in them is harmful to developing brains. Well, yeah, it's not good for you, no, no doubt. Well, no. the country music my son listens to has definitely got him curious about what whiskey is. Because they mention whiskey in almost every song. So, hmm? You going to let him belly up to the bar this Christmas? No, you've got outlaw mentions of whiskey in yeah. country music. There you go. I could turn him off whiskey for quite some time for <laughs> l- by letting him taste some. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It'd be a long time before he wants to taste it and again. And then when he needs a booster shot at roughly <laughs> age 16, have, him have, have a big old glass of it. Oh, oh. And lastly, Michelle Obama has announced a 10-city stadium book tour for her memoir, Becoming. The former first lady is going to make stops in, among other cities, in San Jose at the SAP Center on December 14th and at the Forum in L.A. November 15th. Oddly enough, her stadium tour is being called Becoming, an intimate conversation with Michelle Obama. (laughs) I've vomited in my mouth. At a stadium near you. That's your news. I'm, I'm an anti-first ladyist, so it's not a Michelle Obama thing particularly. It's just I'm, I'm not interested in what president's spouses think about anything. I remember when you spat on Betty Ford in 1977. Oh, that was right. totally yeah, unjustified. Was an awkward moment. Yeah, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Oh, squawky. What, what have s- we done to ourselves? The Secret Service sure gave me a lick in that day. <laughs> oh, I yeah. Bet. Well deserved. <laughs> But it's a good reminder. And you had some whiskey and 
Went and saw your best girl in your pickup with the windows down and Hank Jr. blaring and something or other about a lake and bikinis and something. I'll tell you what, one thing you would uh, enjoy, Sean, is that the, the, the number of times they mention smoking pot, or at least refer to it in a way that you know that that's what they're talking about, is definitely on the increase in country music. In terms of just in, not just drinking, we're also going to smoke. Just trying to change your mind state any way we can, Jack. <laughs> Why don't you get high on life, freak? Jason Aldean mentions smoking the week away all the time, just some way. That wouldn't have happened a couple of years ago. They're not talking about the old-fashioned Winstons and Camels, are they? I don't think so. Meanwhile, on classic rock radio, in the midst of a Tom Petty song, it'll be, let's light another moint, because you can't have that. What? <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Is Google's is Google Fiber high-speed Internet's most successful failure? And was it on purpose is another question. In 2010, Google rocked the broadband industry by announcing plans to deploy fiber-based home Internet service with connections a uh, hundred times faster than the speeds of the time. Wow. Got a lot of people's attention. I'm sorry, and- what year was that? 2010. Okay. So all the competitors thought, holy crap, we're going to get left in the dust. We need to really up our games. And uh, they did. Google fairly quickly abandoned the idea. <laughs> Just never talked Sounds about like it. Sounds like me. <laughs> Just kind of stopped talking Honey, about we it. should. Yeah. Wow. Now, they're going to, like, hook everybody up with fiber optic... Uh... In 2009, no leading carrier was planning a major upgrade of its existing physical plant to make things faster. They just didn't need to. Google Hmm. made that announcement. All the carriers thought, no, holy crap, we got to get our act together. They did. They sped things up. Google backed out. They decided, we're not doing this. Maybe on purpose. Did you figure that out if they did it on purpose or not? Because they might have done it on purpose because everybody increased their stuff and then all of a sudden... People could stream YouTube, this, Twitch, all, the, all, the, all this Google stuff that they make gazillions of dollars right. off of. They were not trying to make money off of the fiber optic cables. They were trying to lay the groundwork so all of their other endeavors could thrive better. All of the things tied to streaming sure. video, download speed, right. etc. But so there is some question as to whether or not that was a plan. I don't know if it was a plan or not to 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 fail to come up with what you want. But it made all the competitors speed things up so you could make a hell of a lot more money. Which would be a pretty cool plan. That's it worked out that way. Either way, what's Google's uh, saying about evil? Don't do evil stuff, or I don't want to be evil, or something. Don't they have some sort of slogan like I that? I, I only Bing things. I'm a Bing man. Oh boy, don't um, be evil. Don't be evil. Yeah, I think that's uh, like the world's most naked cover up of the fact that they're evil. Why don't we have the super- people are going to figure out that we're evil? I know. Let's come up with a slogan. We're not evil. To be fair, they removed that from their code of conduct in May of this year. Okay. <laughs> well. Because it was too transparently, obviously not true. We're big sh- enough now. We can be openly evil, everybody. They had the shark pit installed. It was tougher to, <laughs> to convince people they weren't evil. Exactly. All right. That video went viral of them feeding executives into the shark yeah. pit. Right. 
Anybody who dared go against the company line on politics or anything else. So what happens when anybody you get... who binged anything. Yeah. <laughs> so do, do we know why are we? Because I hear about Europe and South Korea and Japan. They got just lightning fast blink of an eye Internet and right. cell phone stuff. How come we don't have that? I don't remember. Just too big a country. I, I've tried to uh, tried to read about that online, but my internet's too slow. <laughs> God, I love that. I, I, I've never actually tried it. If you have, text me four one five two nine five KFTC. I'd oh, like no, to hear. I remember, it. have uh, you have you like streamed something in South Korea and thought this is awesome? Yeah, uh, a big part of it was that the uh, South Korea was becoming fully modern and free. At a, at a much more recently than the United States, for instance, and the government put uh, a very high priority on uh, electronic infrastructure. And so as they m- met modernity, they said, hey, this is our interstate highway system. So the government plowed a ton of money into mm. uh, infrastructure. I want faster. Yeah, I think I'd like faster. I hate buffering. Um, yeah, yeah. At least Although, uh, I live in the country, so I got country internet, which isn't as good as city internet. And they still have the, if you're trying to watch something every once in a while, it stops. Yeah. Eh. yeah. What is this, 1995? Huh? Am I listening to Nirvana? What's going on here? What about my rights? Yeah, I don't know if I want better internet. I really don't. You think you'd use it more? And be uh, downside? I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking a little less uh, YouTube and a little more Walden Pond. In terms of my soul. Is that a website? Or? Yeah, it is. <laughs> WaldenPond.com. It's porn. My, Go enjoy it. My kids' access to entertainment. It just, <laughs> it's it chicks just, dressed as Thoreau, but with no pants. It blows my mind, the access to entertainment my kids have versus what I had. That's one of the things about having kids older, because I'm two generations separated from my kids. So it's not just like... I, my dad, who was in his 20s when I was born, like his era was so ancient to me. Right. Well, my era is really ancient to my kids. Sure. But just the amount of entertainment they can, just like every kid's show that's ever been invented anywhere in the world, anywhere in time, they can bring up instantly in front of them. God, I would have loved that as a kid. Holy <laughs> cow. But would it have been good for you? No, it would have been terrible. I'm a Here's your host, <laughs> Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody, huh? Hey, Positive Sean, what's your final thought? Yeah, there's a new book coming out this week, and it was announced yesterday, and I'm thrilled that nobody on the show mentioned it. It is the new tell-all book by one Stephanie Clifford that did not get nary a mention, and I'm only mentioning it now to congratulate everybody on not mentioning it. She Never wrote heard a book. Of her. Yeah, really? Yeah. A tell-all yeah. book? Oh, boy. Please. She Michael- and Omarosa can tour together with their books. Michelangelo, final thought? Yeah, my nominee for the Toy Hall of Fame, Milton Bradley Simon. I loved the uh, playing that as a kid, but get the original 1970s version, not the cheap plastic version they have now. Mm, yeah, the cheap. The, all the newer toys are so cheap and flimsy. Get the one that was made out of lead. It lasted. <laughs> exactly. Marshall Phillips, your final thought? Well, the suddenly announced TFT nearly killed me today, guys. Popped a couple heart pills, had Hanson standing by with the paddles just in case, but mm. we made it. Yeah. Jack, do you have a final thought you'd like to share with the folks? I sure enjoy the breaks, though, when we do the the, the, the Trump-free Tuesdays or Trump-free Thursdays or whatever. It's just, God dang it. The relentless, this is a giant scandal that goes away in a day and nobody ever remembers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. killing me. Just exhausting. My final thought, I'm heading into the studio to work on Rebegin, the third Dead Flowers album. I can't wait. Making gnarly, twangy rock and roll for... The very few who end up buying it. 
Richard, our guitar player, our lead guitarist, suggested the title More Songs Than Fans <laughs> for the album. How many songs on the album? Uh, it depends. There are four. What would you guess? More like 15, 16 ready to go. We'll probably cull it down to a dozen or so. Gotcha. The, the concept of an album, by the way, is as old-timey as a rumble right. seat. Right. Um, you know, you can put out a song today, another one in three weeks, another one in four months, or an EP, or four at a time. That's probably what? the future. Well, it, it's the present, naturally. <laughs> I need to catch up to the present. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people think so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, click on the clickety-click and drop us an email, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We're contra- contractually obligated to see you tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., so we will... Uh, God we'll willing. Do, we will do that, and we will talk about Trump, nah. I guess. I got new stuff from the Bob Woodward book. See you then. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. This is my new first date question. How likely are you to yell at me in public? Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.